0: On uh, July fourteenth, twenty thirteen, we're going to be back at EXP Bar doing our Space Hazards in Three D show, and uh, we're going to be joined by a couple of really excellent special guests. Uh, opening up for us is going to be Sneaky Dragon, featuring Ian Boothby, who we, we love saw on our- Sneaky Dragon. We do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on our follow up six episode. And as I love to point out, the man is the head writer of both the Simpsons and Futurama comics. He kind of knows comedy. Mm Kind of knows what he's talking about. And we're also going to be presenting a very special live one-minute medical school with Dr. Rob, who will also be our guest on Mm -hmm. the episode uh, that we're doing. And our topic will be, instead of a follow-ups live episode, we're doing a space hazards episode. We're going to talk about all the horrible, terrible, dangerous things up there for humanity out in space.
1: Yeah. yeah! Fabulous. And how will people come to this show?
0: You can buy tickets at costigear.com. Uh, I've That's installed what I you were a ticketing plugin so that it will actually give you a printable ticket now. Nice. And uh, we can check that at the door and handle tickets things are a little more professional. $500. Uh, I will give it to you for 150th of that price. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're a soda jerk, just go to costigear.com. 10 bucks. Get you in. And, uh, hours should, upon hours of comedy gold. I, it is. We're going to be there for probably four or five hours and just uh, entertain the heck out of people.
1: the very least, comedy bronze.
0: When I said I wanted to eat barbecue, I didn't mean the briquettes. I'm Joe Fulgham. Coal mining. Not even the glory holes are fun. I'm
1: Kevin Leeson. If enough miners listen to this podcast, maybe we'll get a coal bump. I'm Torn Atkinson. It's Mining Disasters This Week on Caustic Soda. Bam! The word mine comes from Old French mine.
0: Mine? <laughs> mine? Yeah.
1: Mine? So which which it w- means mine. They were named by two-year-olds. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Probably from a Celtic source. Mysterious. Disaster comes from Italian Disastro.
0: Disastro? Why is there no villain named Disastro in comics <laughs> well, that I know of?
1: because they got Destro, which is, it would be a little
2: too close to have a Disastro. Disastro and Destro. Destro, yeah. I disagree. Unless you made them
0: twin villains. Or the alternate universe, Destro. Disastro. Yeah. He's Marvel. like Destro, but way less competent. Ah, <laughs> oh, Disastro, why do we put you in charge of this operation? He's like Clumsy Smurf. <laughs> Everything you do turns into a... Complete failure of some yeah, kind. If we you can we only a think of a word. Yeah. I was trying to. <laughs> Comes from know. dis,
1: which means ill, uh-huh. and astro meaning star. So ill starred,
0: ill star, so ill fated star. Like uh, exactly. Okay, so yeah. uh, meaning it wasn't anybody's fault. It was just a disaster. It was in the stars. The
1: sense is astrological of a calamity blamed on an unfavorable position of a planet. There you go. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. I didn't do it. It was Mars. Spelunkophobia is the fear of caves. I yeah. that
0: word, spelunk.
1: Calithrophobia is the fear of confinement in a small space triggered by actually being confined, whereas claustrophobia is similar, but it can occur at any time. Yeah, right. Taphophobia, fear of being buried alive. Taphos, Greek for tomb. Burial. Okay. All so right. maybe tapha, clythro, spelunkophobia. And that'll would be, be our mi- Fear of money. to Hestis. Well, fear cave of ends. being buried alive in a small space inside a cave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, that works. It's a stretch.
0: I like how you simplified by making it a 20-syllable word.
1: Mm-hmm. So we might do a cave-in episode later for non-mine cave-ins.
2: Oh, okay. All right.
1: And, of course, we've already done Buried Alive. Yes. And we'll have an episode for industrial accidents. Yes, okay. absolutely.
2: So... So that we've narrowed our scope significantly. Yeah, just, there's, a, there's a very just the narrow... Just disasters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: just fine, because I think there's probably more than enough material in this particular vein. Oh... And uh, I have to apologize to our interns because there were a lot of mining disasters that were very similar, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of the same story, right? And so I we're just not going to use most of those. <laughs>
0: Fuse them into one untrue story. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that right. would have been that would have been the ideal thing, consisting to do. consisting of parts of the other, and that's you know how Hollywood does it.
1: <laughs> so now it's time for a pop quiz. Oh,
0: excellent, okay. Kevin. What is a colliery?
1: A colliery? Yeah. C O L uh, L Y C O L L I E R Y
2: Collieri. Oh, that's that guy who hated Mozart.
1: <laughs> I look at you with a quizzical expression on my face, Signor
0: Colliery. You didn't watch Amadeus.
2: Well, no. I did, but I don't remember anything about it oh. except for the laugh. There's a bunch of Mozart fans out there who are laughing okay, their asses I'm, off. I'm happy for that. Ten percent
0: of soda jerks are <laughs> <laughs> chuckling amusedly right now. Joe, you
1: must know what a Colliery
2: is. I.
0: It's spelled, it's C O L L? Yeah. Does it have to do with coal, though?
1: Yes. It is a coal mine together with its oh. physical plant and outbuildings. Okay. All so right. So it's the whole operation. Not just
0: not a not coal, just the coal mine, mine, but the right, whole yeah. deal is the colliery. The,
1: the whatever they do to coal, the burning
2: and the smelting and the pounding and the whatever they do. And that might be separate. Peeing on. They probably know. pee on coal, they, right? They do. Uh, yeah. We'll, get the dust we'll, down. We'll get to that later. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Joe, what is block caving?
0: Block caving? That sounds like the Minecraft video game that we'll talk about later, <laughs> uh, where you, where yeah, you create are, caves
2: out of blocks. Yeah, giant pixelated blocks. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to go with when you do like a controlled cave-in.
1: That is exactly right. Whoa! A mining method in which ore is allowed to collapse due to its weight in a controlled fashion usually used to mine larger ore bodies that have been that have a consistent grade throughout similar to a hamster feeder think about think about it that way right they take mine out from the bottom and uh-huh. everything just kind of settles in ah. oh i see okay nice. yeah. if caving stops and removal of ore from one of the drawbells continues a large void may form Resulting in the potential for a sudden and massive collapse and right. potentially catastrophic wind blast throughout the mind. Oh,
2: nice! That, I, yeah. If Hollywood has taught me anything, mm-hmm. uh, wind. You can just run away from that. Yeah, you could escape that pretty easily. <laughs> Get out of there! It may be not anybody sitting around this table, but definitely, definitely, maybe definitely Jean Claude Van Damme. And
0: right. then the scene where you where you shut the door and it's like pushing against you. <laughs> Wait a minute.
2: Help me Cla- out here. Jean-Claude Van Damme is a coal miner. Gold mine.
0: Literally.
2: TM. Kevin. Mm-hmm. What is a coal bump? Is that related to Harlem Shake in some way, <laughs> shape, or form? <laughs>
1: Do the coal bump. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought you might say it's like a, a euphemism for like when
0: you rub anuses together. <laughs> <laughs> I just Damn, thought that was it was better than my answer. I thought it was the way that coal miners celebrated a good find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sweet buddy. Woo-hoo, <laughs> Woo-hoo.
3: Coal bump. Don't leave me <laughs> uh,
0: Also called a mine bump or a
1: mountain bump, is a seismic jolt occurring within a mine, often due to the explosive collapse of a wall or one or more support pillars, sometimes called a rock burst.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: All right. These
1: pillars are left in place during room and pillar mining where an original narrow passage is dug and then substantially widened as ore is removed, creating open rooms with support pillars left in place. As the coal is extracted, the pressure is redistributed onto the pillars and can increase to the extent that the pillars explode like a hand grenade, mm-hmm. oh, shooting wow. coal and rock at lethal speeds.
0: Oh, wow. Right, right. It's like uh, when you stand on top of uh, an empty soda can. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually it just pff, yeah. collapses.
2: Of course, these are what full are, of things should, that can go spewing. They should make these support pillars out of stuff that won't explode. Mm. Cost money, thought. man. I'm no engineer, but... Eh. adamantium. Uh,
0: Joe, what is a glory hole? <laughs> 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 I'm going to avoid the uh, obvious answer. Uh, a glory hole is a hole where you find so much uh, gold that you're rich for the rest of your life. I do, I do not know what a glory hole
2: is from a technical perspective. I do watch the TV show The Soup with Joel McHale. And they watch that uh, reality show, uh, the gold exploration reality show, and they're constantly talking about glory holes. Oh. So it is featured heavily right. on the soup.
0: So you watched a show where about they a show. watched a, a show.
2: show. <laughs> yeah, it's very meta. You've got to keep
1: up. Okay. In block caving, when the ground surface collapses into a surface depression, such a configuration is one of several which miners apply the term glory hole. There is a glory hole in Climax, Colorado. <laughs> FYI.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, Oh, man. It would be impossible for me to live in that town because my head would explode from all the pun possibilities. Mm
0: -hmm. My head would become a glory hole. It would collapse into
2: itself like a black hole was
3: sucking
0: my brain. You would just be hanging out around it hoping that somebody else would show up on the other (laughs) side. Come on. I'm in (laughs) (laughs) Climax, and this is a giant glory hole. (laughs) (laughs) that's all I would do (laughs) that's Kevin standing in front of I feel obligated to say something (laughs) little known that is actually how Torn asks for sex all
2: the time (laughs) he just points (laughs) at his penis (laughs) and he says (laughs) "Eh?" "Eh?" Kevin what is a fire damp I'm gonna go with it's a uh, just like a giant blanket that you can throw over yourself to protect you from a fire
0: i'm gonna say it's some kind of pre set up thing uh, around a mine in case there's a fire like maybe mm. a big room full of water or something that they'll just like blast open and it'll drop water on the fire i don't know it's very it's indiana damp. jones it kind of is
2: yeah i think you're thinking indiana jones joe not an actual mining operation okay let's
0: see if i if i'm right to be mocked or you're <laughs> being a jerk August. Both,
2: yeah,
1: okay. both actually. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> flammable gas found in coal mines. Okay, it is the name given to a number of flammable gases, especially methane or methane.
0: Where does the damp come from?
1: It is particularly commonly found in areas where the coal is bituminous.
0: Oh, okay, the, what does that mean?
1: Made from bitum, bit, oh. bitum. It's from <laughs> bitumen <it's> of bitum. <laughs> the gas accumulates in pockets in the coal and adjacent strata. And when they are penetrated, the release can trigger explosions. Historically, if it, such a pocket was highly pressurized, it was termed a bag of foulness.
0: Bag okay. of foulness. I think I got a plus four one of those the other <laughs> Plus four D&D. bag of foulness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Joe, what is a spoil tip? Uh, a spoil tip is when you help somebody out, but also at the same time tell them how a movie ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you know, like, you'll probably want to close your eyes at the end of Indiana Jones because he opens up the arc and everybody melts if they look. Right. It's the part of the yeah, spear. But it's also
1: a spoiler. Yeah. It's a part of the spear that spoils your day. Ah, oh, <laughs> also, also known as a business end. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, also called a bony pile. Gob pile. Oh. Bing, batch, or pit heap. Okay. It is a, a spoil tip is a pile built of accumulated spoil, oh. which is the overburden or other waste rock removed during coal and ore mining. All right. So the, the stuff that's not so valuable. It's leftovers. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. These waste materials are typically composed of shale as well as similar quantities of carboniferous sandstone and various other residues. Okay. All right. Spoil tips are not formed of slag, but in some areas they are referred to as slag heaps. Okay. I've heard the term heap before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, I think it's your turn. Sure. What country accounts for the largest number of coal mining fatalities? China. Oh, got it in
0: one. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty common knowledge, isn't it?
1: I, I would have guessed China
2: too,
0: I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: China produces 35% of the world's coal in 2003, but reported 80% of deaths in yeah. coal mine accidents
0: yeah. worldwide. They just don't really don't care about yeah. worker safety because they, they're like, we got
2: billions. Well, I'm getting the impression that coal mining... Is definitely not something you want to aspire to. It's not. Mm -hmm. If you wake up in the morning as an eight year old and go, "I want to be a coal miner," your parents should like slap you in the face because it doesn't
0: sound like coal mining. Well, I don't want to diss any of our coal mining listeners. No, absolutely, it sounds like an incredibly dangerous occupation. Your parents were
1: also proud coal miners,
0: like Zoolander's parents. Hey, Dad, I got the black lung. There are nearly as many
1: fatalities a day in Chinese mines as there are in U.S. mines in a year. Well. And Chinese miners are 350 times more likely to die at their workplace than their American or British counterparts. So maybe I should Man. just specify you don't want to be a Chinese coal miner. Yeah, for sure. In 2010, 2,400 people died in, a co- in coal mine accidents in China, according to official statistics. Labor rights groups say the actual death toll is likely more than ten thousand a year since mine bosses seek to limit their economic loss and avoid punishment, and so they underreport.
0: So how many awesome. died? Uh, you know. Ish two thousand? Yeah, you know, or so.
1: Last ones for Kevin. What is an afterdamp or what is afterdamp?
2: Okay. Well the fire damp was the pocket of stuff, so the after damp is what happens when it's released.
0: Well the damp was the bituminous whatever. So after damp is the, is it the, the sticky leftover on the after they get rid of all that tarry junk? Hmm. The toxic
1: mixture of ga- mixture of gases left in a mine following an explosion caused by fire hmm. damp, which can itself initiate a much larger larger explosion of coal dust. So coal dust is explosive too. Mm-hmm. What isn't explosive around the coal mining operation? It consists of carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, and nitrogen. Hydrogen sulfide, another highly toxic gas, may also be present. However, it is the high content of carbon monoxide which kills by depriving victims of oxygen, by combining preferentially with hemoglobin in the blood. That's why you got canaries. After damp was the deadly gas which caused the majority of casualties in many of the pit disasters of the British coal fields and elsewhere in the world. Such disasters continue to afflict working mines, especially in mainland China. Mm-hmm. Good time. So I who think won?
2: I think I'm the only one who actually got one outright. No, I got I, China. No. Oh, that's true. You got China, but I got the I got the the last one, F-M. and I got the um sure. the uh. one about the collapse, the controlled uh, collapse.
0: Kevin, this is an exhibition, not a competition. Please, soda jerks, won. no
2: wagering. He just said no. Who won?
1: <laughs> I just want to make every very clear. Everybody knows I won. So the two main culprits behind a coal mining explosion are methane gas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They a byproduct of coal. Methane gas can explode when the air contains 5 to 15% of methane gas. Methane can ignite with a simple with simply a heat source at this concentration. There can be anywhere from 100 to 600 cubic feet of methane per 1 ton of coal. So it doesn't even need to be open flame. You just need to be like slightly warmer than the air around it you. It seems to be that way. An associate professor of mining engineering at West Virginia University says, When air contains approximately 9.5% of methane, it reaches the perfect oxidation point, which means the right amount of fuel is mixing with the right amount of oxygen. This produces water, carbon dioxide, and a high amount of heat. The combustion process does not require much heat to ignite, and the explosion can accelerate quickly. Awesome. As the temperature of the air rises from the process of methane oxidation, pressure builds due to underground mines not allowing for the expansion of
2: air. Right. Of course. Yeah. Because it's like a con- it, that's why bombs work so well, like pipe bombs, because it's right. like, you know, you pack it in tightly. Mm-hmm. It's got more explosive power than if you were to pack it into a candid container loosely. Right. So a mine is kind of the same thing, only with geological people inside, s- of it. people inside of it. And <laughs> instead of BBs and, uh, you know, a geological sized hole instead of a pipe bomb.
1: Right. When the pressure is high enough, it causes a shockwave from the compression of air ahead of the combustion zone. And number two of the main two culprits is coal dust. Fine particles of coal dust suspended in the air can ignite, creating a higher-intensity explosion of heat and pressure. However, high enough concentrations of coal dust are not always present within coal mines. Though if there is a shockwave from a methane explosion, it can cause a chain reaction of coal dust igniting.
2: Yeah, because I guess yeah. I guess we mine coal so that we can burn it for energy. So I shouldn't be surprised that dusty coal, mm-hmm. like airborne coal spread out <laughs>
0: amongst oxygen <Yeah. laughs>
2: might actually be a part of an explosive
1: chain reaction
0: let's take this flammable thing and spread it out very finely amongst <laughs> oxygen which helps things
1: burn yes so let's get to the history let's get to some notable mining disasters okay well, Hi. We'll jump
2: right into it yay thousands of deaths oh come on it's, it can't be one with
1: thousands of deaths spoiler alert <laughs> oh what? well we'll see First the Senghenid pit disaster. Good lord, that has to be mispronounced. Senghenid. S- Senghenid. Senghenid. Hold on, let Sengen-hied.
2: me see, Let me see how it's spelled. Oh, I think you meant it is
1: Senghenid. It's, it's
2: got to <laughs> be it's, Senghenid. It's,
0: it's in Wales. So it could be pronounced like, you know, yeah, exactly. It's probably like Shenny. Ba-ha-thief. Yeah, it's
2: spelled Senghenid, but it's pronounced Sing. It. Seng-hen-ith. Senghenith. Senghenith.
1: Senghenith. Okay. I'll still mispronounce it. So double Ds or sound like THs. That totally makes sense. (laughs) October 1913, Wales. Type of mine? Coal. Cause fire damp explosion. Uh Uh-huh. The explosion was was probably caused by an electrical spark from something like the electrical's signaling gear igniting methane
0: gas. All right, flip the switch. Let them know we're ready to click. (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Why would you
2: have any device that actually creates an electrical spark in an environment where there's explosive
1: material in the air? You need electricity.
0: You need, you need some kind of yeah, signaling What are they going to do, light candles down there? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this will right. be safer. Wait, wait, what year is this?
1: 1913. Oh, I, okay, never mind. The fire damp explosion caused coal dust lying on the floor of the mine to rise, and this also caught fire and exploded in a gigantic roar. The shockwave promptly caused more coal dust to rise in the air, and this also then ignited. In effect, what happened was a series of self-fueling explosions. Nice. The explosions were so violent that the cage of the Lancaster pit was blown back up the shaft to wedge in the pit head, wind, pit head winding gear. Right. So
0: that's the thing at the top. Like yeah. Basically, oh, be... it's an elevator, so yeah. it, yeah. it got shot all the way up and hit the, the hit top. Mechanism the top. Me- mechanism and, then at the top got stuck. and got stuck. okay. That's going to
2: make it hard to go down there and get those guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. A bandsman, which is a, a loader who okay. loads the mining carts with coal at the face of the mine... Standing close was decapitated by a piece of flying wood. Oh, that is some energy. Mm-hmm. The fire spread through most of the underground workings, quickly followed by afterdamp. These were gases formed by the explosion, waves of carbon monoxide that ensured those, those miners who had escaped the explosion would be suffocated due to lack of oxygen, unless they could quickly get to the surface. Rescue teams from places such as Krumlin and Aberder <laughs> Were rushed to the scene, but attempts at getting the men out were hampered by fallen debris, by a series of roof falls, and by raging fires. The rescue attempts lasted for three weeks. Yeah. Whoa Jesus. Some of the bodies had been so badly mutilated in the explosion that they could only be identified by certain items of clothing they were wearing. One man was recognized by his new boots, worn for the first time that day. His lucky boots. Another a young boy by the patch his mother had sewn onto his jacket only a few days before. The boots uh, were lucky.
0: He died instantly. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. I, there you go. The death toll was 439.
0: Oh, that's a lot of guys to be in
1: a hole at one time. Oh, you have no idea. Let's go to the Courier's <laughs> mine disaster. It's just going to be one painful pronunciation? <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Attempt after another. And then there was the mine in British
2: Columbia. <laughs> I, think this, I think this would be
1: properly pronounced Courier. Oh, very good. Date 1906 place northern france type of mine coal cause coal dust explosion trigger unknown i i feel a trend <laughs> yeah. coming on a large explosion was heard shortly after six thirty in the morning on saturday 10th march 1906 an elevator cage at shaft three was thrown to the surface damaging pit hen workings another trend
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> windows and roofs were blown out on the surface at shaft four an elevator cage raised at shaft two contained only dead or unconscious miners The mine was unusually complex for its time, with the different pit heads being interconnected by underground galleries on many levels. Such complexity was supposed to help the access of rescuers in the case of an accident. It undoubtedly also helped the coal to be brought to the surface, but in fact contributed to the large loss of life by allowing the dust explosion to travel further. And then by increasing the debris, which had to be cleared by the rescuers. They created like extra
2: shafts and hallways and galleries because mm-hmm. they're like, OK, this will make it easier for us to get multiple points of entry yeah. and whatnot. But it also it really helped with the chain reaction part of yeah. it. Yeah. Because it, this explosion creates more dust, which creates another explosion, which creates more
1: dust and blah, blah, blah. About uh, 70 miles of tunnel are believed to have been affected by the explosion.
0: 70 miles.
1: I don't realize how many people are under the surface of the earth at any given one point in time, do I? At least two-thirds of the miners working at the time were killed, 1,099, including many children. Children? Many of those who survived suffered burns or were sickened by the gases. Were there now, child we,
0: miners in 1906? When we talk mm-hmm. about—or was it or did this happen on Bring Your Daughter to Work Day? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, when we talk about children, are we talking, like, 5-year-olds? Are we talking, like, 12-year-olds? Are we talking, like, 16-year-olds? Like, what are we talking about? Any idea?
1: You know, if I had a kid, I wouldn't start him working in the mine until (laughs) 9 or 10. Right. You got to hit those double digits. Yeah. Because, you know, you you don't want to start in your black along too early. No. This is Europe's worst mining accident. Rescue attempts were hampered by the lack of trained mine rescuers and by the scale of the disaster. Expert teams from Paris and Germany arrived two days after the explosion.
0: How do you become an expert in mine rescue? Practice, man. That practice. Is, <laughs> yeah, lots of disasters. I'm going to school for mine rescue. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go for mine safety? Prevent <laughs> the or, actual... Well, or maybe, yeah.
2: maybe he was at his orientation first day at the mine, and uh, the, the recruiter goes, okay, who wants to be in mining and who wants to be in mine rescue? I know which one my head would shoot up for. <laughs> yeah,
0: Fair, fair enough. He's
2: like, okay, there's one guy who needs to be rescued, and the other guy is only used to rescue, meaning he's going to miss the disaster.
1: Oh, but what if you have to work your way from <laughs> being rescue? a coal miner to being a coal miner rescue guy? Uh, yeah, it's a tough haul. A group of 13 survivors, three of which were under 18, known later as the Riscape, okay. were found by rescuers on 30th March, 20 days after the explosion. They had survived at first by eating the food which the victims had taken underground for their lunch, later by slaughtering one of the mine horses. Okay. Okay. A delicious horse. I think horse meat is actually still legal in France. Certainly legal in IKEA. <laughs> so we know it's legal in Sweden or Romania where the you know, where the meat was prepared. Moving to the Aberfan disaster. This is nineteen sixty six, October. Merther tidfill, type of mine, coal again. <laughs> Uh, most of these are cold. The combination of spoil tips, which we learned about, and uh-huh. other mining debris from Merthyr Vale Colliery was deposited on the side of Minid Merthyr, <laughs> about, Jeez, a valley ridge directly above the village of Aberfan. These piles of loose rock, mining soil, and debris had been dumped onto a layer of highly porous sandstone that contained numerous underground springs. You've got underground springs and poor sandstone and a bunch of coal mining debris lying mm-hmm. on top of it. Yes. Several days of heavy rain resulted in 150,000 cubic meters of water saturated debris breaking away and flowing downhill at high speed. Oh. That morning there was a heavy fog, reducing visibility to 50 meters in the village of Abravan. <laughs> a crew of workers witnessed the landslide but had no time to alert authorities. The mass of this landslide became, became liquefied when traveling down the slope. 40,000 cubic meters of this debris, 12 meters deep, smashed into the village. Now, for all of our U.S. listeners, a meter is approximately three feet. Mm-hmm. So, You do the math. <laughs> well, it was 12 meters deep, so that's 36 feet. On its way down, the slide took a farm and 20 houses with it. And slammed the newly acquired Debris into Pant Glass Junior, so the houses and everything came with the slide. Of right. course. Yeah, to, it, it becomes part of the yeah. landslide at that stage of the game. To crash into the junior and part of the senior school. The classrooms and nearby houses that were not demolished by the slide were filled with thick mud and rocks as deep as 10 meters. And there are some kids who are living not close to there going,
2: School's out!
1: At 9.15 a.m., as this monumental death slide was approaching, the children were in an assembly hall singing, all things bright and beautiful. (laughs) Nice impression of like a 12-year-old voice, by the way. As they were leaving the hall, a great noise was heard outside like a jet crashing. Okay. Teachers, unaware of the exact nature of the disaster, only knowing that the ground was trembling with incredibly rumbling sounds, ordered their students to hide underneath their desks. Despite the efforts of parents and residents that rushed to the school soon after, many digging at the rubble with their bare hands, only a few children were rescued within the first hour. By 11 a.m., only the dead were found. 2,000 emergency service workers were on the scene within 24 hours. The work was halted when water began pouring down the slope again. It was nearly a week to recover all the dead bodies. It took two doctors writing death certificates for three days and 400 embalmers one day to clean 100 bodies for the family's funerals. Oh, yeah, because that Deborah's is going to be all gross and mucky and black. And all the people are going to be smashed to pulp. And how
2: tasteless is a child's funeral when the child is in blackface? (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) Oh, man. You're right. That's pretty tasteless. I know, right? I'm going to say 11 out of 10. You have to clean them up, or else you're just going (laughs) to compound the death with offense. I know, right? Right. The final This is
1: not a minstrel show, (laughs) it's a child's funeral. A person was heard to say. The final death toll was 144. 116 of these were children between the ages of 7 and 10. The main cause of death was asphyxia, fractured skull, or multiple crush injuries. And by that, we don't mean Orange Crush, the delicious soda pop. No. Although that is how it got its name.
0: (laughs) I once chipped my tooth on Orange Crush. That's a crush injury.
3: Oh, there you go. (laughs) But I only had
0: one, not multiple crush injuries. Let's move to Honkeiko Colliery in China. Date, 1942,
1: April. All right. Place Bengxi Liaoning Province. That that might actually be the most accurate translation you've done yet. I took a Mandarin course. What? Oh nice. Years ago. Oh <laughs> right. forgotten everything about it. <laughs> Except, Except perhaps how it's to latent. pronounce some yeah. <laughs> words. Possibly I think this is Japanese occupied Manchuria. I don't know where I don't know where if Manchuria and Liaoning province are the same place, but let's say yes. Probably. Yeah. One's probably a
2: region, the other one's a like
1: more specific area or something. But nineteen forty two, that makes sense. War's raging. Yep. Type is coal. Cause gas and coal dust explosion, probably the worst mining disaster of all time. Oh, nice. (laughs) Part of a coal and iron operation established in the early 20th century as a joint Chinese-Japanese enterprise that gradually came under the complete control of the Japanese. Yeah, after they invaded... It's like yes. hostile. That's what you call a hostile takeover. The, <laughs> the Japanese yeah. invaded the Liaoning area in the 1930s, and during the Sino-Japanese War, they forced Chinese laborers, some of whom had been captured from local military organizations, uh-huh. to work in the mines. Ah, POWs make the best coal miners. Mm. Everyone knows that. An explosion sent flames bursting out of the mine shaft entrance. Miners' relatives rushed to the site but were denied entry by a cordon of Japanese guards who erected electric fences to keep them out.
0: Don't go in this mine. It's unsafe. Here's some electric fences to electrocute you to keep you out. Hold on. So the accident happened.
2: And they had time to erect electric fences? I don't know if fences? the electric
1: fences were already there okay. to keep people out
2: so Considering they had and- prisoners okay. inside uh, working, yes. they probably had electric fences. Probably. So, so they
0: probably flipped the switch. Oh, people are coming. Click. <laughs> Turn that electricity on. In an attempt to curtail the fire underground,
1: the Japanese shut off the ventilation and sealed the pit head. Witnesses say the Japanese did not evacuate the pit fully before sealing, trapping many Chinese workers underground to suffocate in the smoke.
2: Yeah, I hear that during World War II, the Japanese were kind of dicks to the Chinese. Mm-hmm.
1: So this is just one more
2: episode of Dickitude. Dickitude. Yeah.
1: 1,549 miners died. Ah, nice. That was 34% of the miners working that day. Wow. Oh,
2: so one third, two thirds got out. So, like, yeah. so like silver lining. Yeah.
1: Half yeah. glass, three quarters full. So, Two-thirds. Know. Two-thirds. Sorry. Kevin Sorry gets
0: Kevin gets sealed behind in the burning mine that's going to run out of oxygen, and you a, and I yeah. get out.
1: It took workers 10 days to remove the corpses and rubble from the shaft. The dead were buried in a mass grave nearby. Many victims could not be properly identified due to the extent of the burns. Not that anybody was really trying that hard, probably. Pop quiz. Okay. What was the death toll reported by the Japanese at first? I saw it already. Oh, cheater. 102. 34.
0: 34 miners that we cared about are dead. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly.
1: (laughs) Initial 34, probably the Japanese
0: number. Yeah, the
2: the Japanese handlers. That's right, because, oh, you want to know how many people died in that (laughs) mine? 34. (laughs)
3: 34 (laughs) people.
1: Initial newspaper reports were short, as little as 40 words, and downplayed the size of the disaster as a minor event. Mm Mm-hmm. Minor with an E? Uh, both. It's a minor, <laughs> a minor, minor event. event. Later, the Japanese erected a monument to the dead. The stone gave the number of dead to be 1,327. The true number is believed to be, as I said, 1,549.
0: Which, of course, would be a major, minor event. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Of this, 31 were Japanese, so pretty close
2: to the pretty 34 close, yeah. reported. Yeah. So, so 31
0: and then three Chinese guys they liked. Yeah. yeah,
2: like the guys who like brought the sandwiches in or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, he, was, he was a good guy. We had conversations. Let's count him. Nice. 34. <laughs> With the liberation
1: after World War II, the Soviet Union investigated the accident. They found that only some of the workers died from the gas and coal dust explosion. The report states that most deaths were of carbon monoxide poisoning due to the closing of ventilation after the initial explosion. Of course. So... We're not for racism.
0: It would be uh, a lot less deaths. dead miners. But, but yeah. they saved all that coal from being burned up.
2: That's true. It's a That is definitely a cost-benefit analysis right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's what happens when you dehumanize people, right? Mm-hmm. You just go,
2: well, yeah, big deal if they die. we got to save the coal. That's right. The coal is more valuable than slave labor.
0: <laughs> to them. Yeah. Let's just add that. Can <laughs> we add that? <laughs> We sometimes skirt the line a little. I was not suggesting that I, I was saying that. I no, I didn't think you did. I just want to make sure
2: we
1: do say some did. things in this podcast, but we're not entirely serious.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that has, that does happen every just, once every in a while. once in a while. I just want people to make sure. Usually, once we're every three not... or four episodes. It's just pretty terrible.
1: Spring Hill mining disaster. Okay. Oh no. Date: eighteen ninety two, February; nineteen fifty six, November; nineteen fifty eight, October. Place Cumberland County, Nova Scotia. Type coal. So far we're batting 100% on coal. But uh, hey, let's not have nuclear power.
2: Do we mine anything else? Like, I'm getting the impression from this episode that coal is the only thing on the earth that gets mined.
0: Well, I think it's just that coal is so dangerous because you're mining a thing that burns and can turn into dust and has methane gas along with it and all sorts of other stuff. Whereas when you're mining gold, you know, you're digging up rock and dirt and it's just... Gold. If you get
1: if you get gold shards embedded in you, you just you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, you're go- you're laughing all the way to the bank.
0: <laughs> or your doctor, who's removing it, is yeah. you yeah. just look really cool when you're out at the club. That's right. Yeah, it's got so much glitter on you. Oh. I was in
1: a gold mine accident. Yeah, it's bling, that's your nickname, Bling. Bling. 1891 Spring Hill's first mining disaster, the spring- 1891 fire. Spring Hill sounds like such a nice place. Yeah, exactly.
0: What they mean is there is a coiled spring of death
1: <laughs> underneath <laughs> the hill, ready to, <laughs> to
3: pounce, crush you. Yeah. yeah.
1: The fire occurred in the number one and number two collieries, which were joined by a connecting tunnel at the 400-meter level below the surface, where a fire caused by accumulated coal dust swept through both shafts, killing 125 miners and injuring dozens more. Some of these were children 10 to 13 years old. There you go. There you go. So I was right. It's
2: double digits yeah. time. Yeah. Because otherwise, they just, you know, no good
1: for loading coal into the trolleys or whatnot. The ign- ignition source of the explosion was never determined. Moving forward to 1956. Okay. The second explosion occurred when a mine train hauling a load of fine coal dust up to the surface to remove it encountered a heavy flow of ventilation air being forced down the shaft by surface fans. The okay. Coal- That's usually a good thing, though, isn't it? You get more ventilation there, Yeah, and People can breathe
3: and But whatnot. it is
0: moving around oxygen.
2: Right, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The coal dust was spread throughout the air of the shafts. Uh, oh, him. so it was like it wasn't a closed container. It was an open container I full of so, coal yeah. dust. I guess so, yeah. You might have wanted One guy to put it behind a, it just going <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> It's in my mouth. <laughs> oh
0: man <laughs> You might have wanted I know. to put And a he's like this is the her. worst <laughs> day ever. Oh, this is how could this get any worse?
1: Before the train reached the surface, several cars broke loose and ran back down the
0: slope. Whoa whoa Wait. Oh now I can barely see that I'm all covered in coal dust.
1: Were they filming Indiana Jones? Yeah
0: during this disaster?
1: Derailing along the way and hitting a power line. causing it to arc and ignite the coal dust at the 5,500-foot level below the surface. Oh, that's how it gets worse. So here's the thing. So the
2: oxygen being forced down, not necessarily a bad thing, except Mm. it puts more coal dust in the air. But Mm -hmm. if not for the train, train cars detaching, rolling down, coming off the track, Mm -hmm. and severing a power line, creating Everything would have been
1: just kind of sort of shitty day.
2: If any one of those things hadn't happened, Mm -hmm. probably you're going to be okay. So this is the first one where I'm kind of like, eh, maybe I don't hold the mine particularly responsible for this. Although the train coupling, I'm looking at U-train coupling. Mm.
1: And you, you should cover up your coal dust cart. The resulting explosion blew the slope up to the surface where the additional oxygen created a huge blast which leveled the bank head on the surface. Where the coal is hauled out from the mine in an angled shaft into a vertical building. The coal is then dropped into railway cars. Yeah, okay. Most of the devastation was sustained by the surface buildings, but many miners were trapped in the shaft, along with the derailed train cars and fallen support timbers and other items damaged by the explosion. So, 88 miners were rescued and 39 killed. That was 1952. That was 1956. Okay. 1958. So, on the heels, practically
2: on the heels of it, because the other one was 1892. See, they went 64 years incident-free.
1: I'm sure there wasn't a single other incident in those 64 years. And then, boom, two years,
2: back-to-backers.
1: The most severe coal mine bump, we learned about that, Mm -hmm. in North American mining history. October 23rd, at 8.06 p.m., an enormous bump severely impacted the middle of the three walls that were being mined. The bump spread as three distinct shockwaves resembling a small earthquake throughout the region, alerting residents on the surface over a wide area to the disaster. Mm -hmm. Any miners who were not covered either in side galleries or some other shelter were immediately crushed during the bump,
3: Mm.
1: the coal faces having been completely destroyed. Gotcha. 75 survivors were on the surface within the first eight hours, but the number of rock falls and the amount of debris slowed progress. After five and a half days, contact was established with a group of 12 survivors on the other side of a uh, 49-meter rock fall, a tunnel was dug and they were rescued, and on the seventh day, the last group of survivors were found. After that, the bodies of the dead were hauled out in airtight aluminum coffins on account of the advanced stage of decomposition accelerated by the Earth's heat. Here's the thing. In the oh. depths of the mine at 14,000 feet oh, from the wow. mine
0: entrance. so their bodies got like slow roasted down there and just, ugh. I just had a thought. Yes.
2: I mean, these were all coal mines, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Coal And oil are former organic material that's been underground for a
1: really long time. Trees and dinosaurs, trees Mm -hmm. and
2: dinosaurs. So why are they pulling the bodies out at all? That's just going to become more coal. In the distant future.
1: That's the legacy. This
2: is like planting trees. They should just leave (laughs) them in there.
1: This is why we bury people. This is
2: like the forestry industry hiring
1: tree planters. Why take it out to bury it somewhere else when they're all conveniently located in one spot where there's already... An energy source,
0: uh-huh. but but they're not though. You want to put them where all the other planted dead humans oh, are, so that there's yeah. going to be a coal mine there later. Right, that's why we have graveyards. The more you know, <laughs> we've we've known this since before we knew about all this decomposition and coal forming over millions of years. Uh-huh. We just instinctively did. That's <laughs> yeah. why we've always buried our dead. Right. We talked about that in our funerals episode. Oh, sorry. Grandma,
1: you will light someone's lamp in the future. <laughs> Your flame will burn. Uh, 74 were killed And 100 trapped But eventually rescued
0: Also can we point out that You do know how to say debris You just think it's hilarious To say de- debris I don't think it's hilarious It yeah. is hilarious
3: <laughs> Don't let it bother you Forget your trouble Try to
0: be just like a chicken And whistle while you work Come on, get smart You love this time To whistle while you work
1: What do you guys remember about the Chilean mining accident from a couple years ago, 2010? I remember August. only one very entertaining story. Yeah? Uh,
2: it has nothing to do with death and mayhem. There was a uh, – when they knew that they were getting a bunch of these guys out, a whole bunch of friends and family showed up. Yeah. And this guy shows up and his – this woman comes running out of the crowd and throws a big hug around his neck. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out that that was his mistress, mm-hmm. and his wife was watching him from a few feet away, getting a hug and a kiss from this other this woman.
1: This complete stranger. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's my long-lost sister. Yeah, that's the ticket. I didn't retain any information with respect to death and mayhem. Well, date was August 5th, 2010. Place was Copiapo, Chile. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I believe it's pronounced Chile. Oh, very good. How do you pronounce copper gold mine? Uh, <laughs> that was right. Oh, okay. That's the type. Our first non-coal <laughs> All right. mining disaster. Uh, cause was a cave-in. Okay. So, remember there, so you guys remember <laughs> 33 miners were trapped 700 meters below the Chilean desert. It, you know, for 33 miners, this got a lot of press.
0: It was pretty easy news to yeah. to send to people. You know, you just had to be there and just keep reporting on how terrible it was to be trapped. Being trapped sucks. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. There's a lot of
1: information on this, so I'll just give you some highlights here. Okay. Or low lights is the case, maybe.
2: Or low no lights, as those miners probably had. No, they had lights, actually. Oh, really? They had
1: lots of equipment down there with them.
0: And they ended up getting some like fun stuff to spend their time down there for a while. Didn't yeah, they, didn't I remember they, send them, like, they like, drilled a super yeah, small hole so the they could hole. send
1: them stuff. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get to that. Okay. okay. So a thick dust cloud caused by the rock fall blinded the miners for up to six hours as well as causing lingering eye irritation and burning. So that's what you have to look forward to. Okay.
2: Yay. More, best case scenario. Better, better than being crushed in a yeah. bump
0: or being caught on fire or dying mm-hmm. to carbon de- carbon monoxide poisoning Still copper mines seeming much better than coal mine at this stage of the game
1: Initially the trapped miners tried to escape through the ventilation shaft system but the ladders required by mining safety codes were not there Oh
0: what? Like here's yeah.
1: the thing you sit there and you go oh cost cutting measures how expensive is
2: a frickin' ladder?
0: Yeah, Not bo- terribly. No. I want to be in the room when the guy responsible for that meets all those miners afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And like, they just hey, kind of stand
2: there. Hey, guys, let me buy you a beer. Huh? Ladders,
0: what fun. They're just standing there with their arms crossed, <laughs> glaring at him. Dude.
2: I think, I think the punishment should be one unobstructed kick to the balls by everybody who was trapped down below.
3: <laughs> there you go.
2: You know that seems that seems closing the karmic you start circle. Start with the
0: weakest guy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you work your you way, work up. way up. Oh no no no! You start with the strongest guy.
0: Oh, but then it's only going to get better from there.
2: No, because the, the weakest like because then it's if it's really bruised, then the weaker guys it still hurts like oh, fucking hell. You're talking hell. about the bruising, right? Right? Yeah.
1: More. Uh, oh, and these shafts, the shafts with the ladders on them, mm. it later became inaccessible due to ground movements. Oh, so like so they the couldn't things- otherwise rescue them through those shafts. Right.
2: So they had a w- small shaft-sized window of opportunity to mm-hmm. get out of there, uh, but no
1: ladders to actually affect their escape. More than two weeks after the initial collapse, the first borehole reached the survivors who passed up a note. The 33 of us in the shelter are well. This hole is so boring. Yep.
2: That's, that's what that means, right? That's what they meant? That they were just... The borehole? Know,
1: yeah, they didn't. They did not. It's not to be confused with the excitement hole. The batteries had or run the, out of their Game or the, Boys, or the glory hole.
2: The batteries had run out of their Game Boys, and they couldn't play Tetris anymore.
1: The they hole. were now in the middle of a borehole. Food supplies were severely limited. Each of the men had lost an average of eighteen pounds by the time they were discovered. Wow, how long was that? Oh, I'll get to that. Okay, uh, limiting themselves to two spoons of tuna, sips of milk, a bite of crackers, and a morsel of peaches, stretching supplies intended to last two days over more than two weeks, with leftovers.
0: Wow. Only
1: running out just before they were discovered. The bathroom was a designated area kept constantly clean by a stream of fresh water that washed away the urine and feces.
2: Clever. Oh, okay. That's good work. These guys are no dummies. They probably would have put a cover on that car full of coal dust.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just, uh, let's put a tarp on this.
2: Maybe smart miners don't go into coal mining. Mm -hmm. And dumb miners. When you come out of coal mining class... If you're in like the bottom five percent, you, you know you're going. You're naturally gravitating towards coal mining. At <laughs> yeah, the top,
1: the top of the class, just don't go into coal mining. <laughs> yeah. I took my coal mining class, I got aces. I'm not going down there. <laughs> <Are> you kidding? <laughs> that's fucked up. I've learned too much. Yeah. So, with regards to the rescue, the escape tunnel was about 26 inches or 66 centimeters wide, the diameter of a typical bike tire, stretched more than 2,200 feet—that's 688 meters—through solid rock. Oh, Jesus. Six hours before his rescue, each miner switched to a NASA-recommended purely liquid diet, rich in sugars, minerals, and potassium. if they don't get enough minerals down there?
2: (laughs) Well, by this time, they'd all lost 18 pounds, so it shouldn't
1: be hard shinnying through the hole. Miners also used a girdle around their waist to maintain stable blood pressure and took an aspirin to avert formation of blood clots. I guess the pressure because it's so maybe far below like, the surface. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. Oh. If you're 688 meters below the surface, are you going to get a blood clot? Oh, it's moving bu- too fast. Though? I mean, maybe it's like it's kind of like the bends, right? Yeah. Maybe. Each miner was strapped into a harness inside the 30 centimeter wide bullet shaped capsule, wearing a green moisture resistant coveralls okay, and sunglasses weird. to avoid retinal damage from the initial exposure to harsh lighting on the surface. Oh, because mm-hmm. they've been in a hole for yeah, two weeks. Exactly. Yeah.
0: They've become mole men. <laughs> yes, yeah. We have become mold men
1: <laughs> Surface yeah. dwellers We're invading you Thanks for lifting us up there by the way
2: Once- yeah, That would be total ass Like getting outside and like looking at, at the like
1: blazing sunshine Once the miner was secure inside the capsule It ascended at a rate of 1 meter per second uh, With an estimated travel time Of 9 to 18 minutes So Those would be the
2: longest 15, 9 to 18 f- minutes yeah. of your a life 15 minute trip and you're just waiting. You probably through a thin shaft. How many of them were waiting for like the the cable to snap and send them plummeting back <laughs> yeah. down? Like they're just like yeah, yeah, the first out. guy,
0: especially
3: like yeah. this is
0: going to work.
1: <laughs> All 33 men were rescued and brought to the surface more than two months after the cave-in.
0: Whoa! Yeah. That's why it was a story. Wow! So they made
2: the rations that were intended to last for two days. They made last for two months. No, those two rations months.
1: were two weeks. Then they got. Stuff fed. down there, right? The borehole, down there, borehole. <laughs> okay, you got some food coming down the borehole. Yeah. It's like it's like sugar water. <laughs> oh no, and vitamins. Just, yeah. it's, it's pretty those, boring. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, rye right. crackers, maltose, <laughs> and rice oh, chips. Yeah, peanut butter again. Oh, dude, peanut I would, would. Yeah, I would eat a jar stuff.
2: of peanut butter. No, what well, are you talking when about? You, when
0: you were like in grade five, right? Uh, oh, you got like seven peanut butter sandwiches yeah, in
2: like you know a week.
0: Man, how different is my life now? Because I peanut butter sandwich. Now that's what I want
2: because you said it at recess there were like 17 kids trying to trade their peanut yeah. butter sandwich for something better yeah that's right? yeah, true
1: august 2007 fangshan district beijing meng shan and meng shanyu that that mandarin of course is really paying off yeah. surfaced on friday after more than 130 hours trapped in an illegal mine there are illegal mines in beijing's fangshan district so
2: beijing's a big city so, I can, they're probably not legally mining because they don't want them like creating sinkholes and undermining structure and whatnot. Mm.
1: News of their miraculous escape came as rescuers tried to reach 181 miners trapped in two flooded coal shafts. Officials said they had not given up hope, even though the workers' chances of survival were dim after 11 days. Mm-hmm. Rescuers had called off efforts to save the Mengs after more than a day. And grieving relatives had already burned ceremonial ghost money for the men's souls to use in the afterlife. Okay. As spoken about in our ghost episode. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, our mobile phone still had power, so there was a little bit of light. Two days later, the battery ran out, so we could only feel with our fingers and listen, said one of these brothers. Mm-hmm. The men were optimistic until the sound of digging outside stopped. Oh. Then <laughs> they had a breakdown. Right. I told my brother, your wife is going to have to marry someone else. What a dick. <laughs> That's what you open up with? Like, dude, your wife is totally banging other dudes now. I laughed, too. I said my wife could find a rich man in Shenyang, but then I thought, I have two children, and my wife is ugly. <laughs> so it would be hard for her to
0: remarry. <laughs> oh, he took solace in that. <laughs> yeah. Took solace in his judging women simply by their appearance. The men well,
1: said they had dug three horizontal tunnels but stopped because they felt they were going in the wrong direction. They then started digging a vertical tunnel, which ultimately led them to the surface. The men, who each had 20 years of experience working in coal mines, clawed through nearly 66 feet of coal and rock with a pick and their hands. That's tough work. They dug through half a meter yeah. in three hours, taking turns working because the tunnel was too narrow.
0: This is a, basically have a lesser two evils. You can sit here and die. <laughs> Or you can spend a lot of energy digging a hole up to the surface with your hands. And And I'd be sitting there going, man, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure which one Joe would choose. Well, it's a lot of work, and it's not guaranteed to pay off. Well, they did dig three horizontal tunnels before they finally settled on a vertical tunnel. Dude, oh, really? Now we're going to try a vertical one. Why don't we just (laughs) sit here and die? Come on. Stop wasting time. At first, we didn't feel hungry, but later on, we were so hungry, we couldn't even crawl.
1: At the end, we were so hungry, we ate coal... And thought it tasted delicious. What? You know, <laughs> now my wife can never make coal like I like it. <laughs> uh, that last part was mine. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
2: I can't even imagine being hungry enough to eat, eat coal. coal. <laughs> but it is organic material, yeah. I guess.
0: It's... For the rest of his life, he acts like a dick. So Santa brings it in on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: If I don't, if I don't beat you kids, I'm not getting coal in my stocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had no water and were forced to drink urine using two empty water bottles they found in a coal shaft. You could only sip it a little at a time. After drinking it, we wanted to cry. Oh, and then
3: oh, they could have drank Waste those. water again. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> start, start drinking each other's tears. Yes. Yes, be said Your wife is going to have to marry somebody else. Oh, that's what it was.
1: I hate drinking my urine so much. come here. Come here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I love how the, it became a ruse to make his, his right. brother cry
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> wife is so ugly Here, drink my urine Now come over here with your face Doctors have said the Mengs had kidney damage from lack of water But no other major injuries hmm. The Mengs said they had worked for state-owned mines in the past But turned to the illegal mine Which had no oxygen, ventilation, or emergency exits Because they got paid every two weeks or so As opposed to once a month Huh. Really, frequency of your paycheck yeah. is the reason to they work. They made about 265 US dollars a month.
0: So they don't have one of those payday loan places in Beijing? Oh. They don't have a money mart where yeah. you can get an advance on your paycheck? They do, but it's a ripoff. No. And you have to drink it, your own it, urine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did bring that up as a joke, but money mart is a complete ripoff. Pop culture.
2: One of my favorite Canadian movies of all time is a mm-hmm. movie called Margaret's Museum. Margaret's
1: Museum? I don't uh, think anybody I've heard here
2: has seen it. No. no uh, never even heard of it. Stars Helena Bonham Carter. Okay.
1: Was she wearing a funny hat or
2: something? Well, it's period. It's like set right around the turn of the century. So, yes. <laughs> and she, yeah, there's definitely funny hats and whatnot. And uh, she is kind of this really odd girl who everybody thinks is the town weirdo. And there's a, Coal mine. So a real stretch for Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah, a real stretch for Helena Bottom Carter. And then this Scotsman rolls into town and he's a super weirdo and he walks up and down the streets playing bagpipes at odd times and he's a heavy drinker and kind of a big lunk, right? Mm -hmm. And they fall madly in love and she says, I will only marry you if you promise me to never work in the mine. Oh. Because her dad works in the mine, her brother works in the mine, and Mm. and she will not be married to a miner, Mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, uh, she gets pregnant, and they decide that uh, they need money, so he has to go work in the mine.
0: Kids ruin everything.
2: So I'm not going to give away anything else because— But is there a disaster? There is indeed a disaster. Oh, nice. There is a disaster. Uh, how is it portrayed? The whole movie is told from Helena Obama Carter's perspective. Right. So she's in town doing her thing, and she just found out that her husband is now working in the mine, which he promised never to do. And then she's just kind of like around the house, and then people start running. People just start running in the street towards the mine, and uh, that's how they kind of reveal. And then she's like, what's going on? And somebody runs by and says, there's been a collapse, right? right. And then everybody starts running towards okay. the, uh, the mine. Uh, I'm not going to give away any more of the ending because there that is... That implies that maybe I should possibly see it one day. I think this movie is a 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorite mm. Canadian films of all time.
1: We Canadian, though. <laughs> you qualified it <laughs> with Canadian. Well,
2: it's, it happens to be... It's in Canada. It's set in, like, Nova Scotia. Right. And But it stars Helena Bonham Carter, who is not Canadian. Okay. but it's, Are you it... sure?
0: Oh, thank goodness. Canadian because we hate all story. Canadian <laughs> actors, yeah. don't we? Let's just diss every single Canadian performer ever. Yeah right now.
1: William Shatner's not so bad.
0: No, I qualify, I didn't
2: oh qualify God. it as a Canadian <laughs> yes, he is. picture in that it's made by Canadians. It's a Canadian story. Oh, okay. And I think everybody should go out and see Just it.
1: Just tell me that Stuart McLean hasn't told this story on Vinyl Cafe and I'll be all right. I have no idea who that is. Oh, good. He's the guy who talks like this and tells boring stories <laughs> on Sunday morning on CBC Radio and oh. by the end of it, it'll be dull and... You'll wish you had taken your own life. <laughs> All right. Why would you listen to that? Because <laughs> sometimes I forget to turn off my alarm that usually oh, goes off at nine o'clock uh, on the weekdays. Wow. Uh-huh. And then nice. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know who that is.
2: I
0: so to smash I don't know who my, I have to get on a on
1: new uh, alarm clock every Monday morning because I smashed it when Stuart McLean came on. <laughs>
0: but I highly. I'm sure li- he's a nice guy. <laughs> Call us, Stuart. We need a guest sometime.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, in spite of that guy. <laughs> I really like Margaret's Museum, and it's a great movie, and people should go see it. But I am a fan of Helen Bonham Carter. If you think she's weird oh, yeah. and she kind of drives you nuts, then don't see it, because she's being extra weird.
0: Mm. I think she's weird, but she's awesome. Yeah. How about uh, the largest mining explosion I can think of in pop culture, which would be Praxis, mm-hmm. the mining moon for the Klingon Empire in Star Trek 6 the undiscovered country right indeed mm-hmm. which uh, explodes and basically sets off it's it's the impetus for the entire storyline of the klingons seeking peace so an entire planet explodes yeah they apparently overmined and had insufficient safety precautions who who would think that klingons would that was, not be very good at safety so it um, blows up
1: quite spectacularly it,
0: so spectacularly that that the uh, the excelsior captained by hikaru sulu mm-hmm. Uh, is hit by a shockwave from the explosion despite being outside the neutral zone. Right. Like it's somehow travels instantly Right, right. over hundreds of probably light years to hit their ship. Scores of parsecs at least. Does anybody remember watching that in a theater and just sitting there as this explosion wave is re- coming towards the ship and I'm just constantly saying, shields, shields, <laughs> shields. You're the fucking captain, say shields. And then just before it hits, shields! Boy's well, it's too busy going... Oh my. Oh my. (laughs) Oh, this might spill my coffee. (laughs) <laughs> oh, tea. He's drinking tea. Uh-huh. They go into some of how they were mining it in a, a novel, a, t- a, a next generation novel called Doors into Chaos, which says that some alien race deployed a gateway in it and uh-huh. the Klingons were using the uh, core of the planet to generate all their energy for their entire empire. It's kind of a hand wave, right. but it's a great explosion and I'm sure millions and millions of Klingons and probably Klingon slave laborers die. Yeah, all the those ground.
1: Talarians. Oh my God. Oh no, The Talarians. Treated like second class citizens. <laughs>
0: Klingons treat everybody like second-class citizens. They kind of treat each other like second-class citizens unless they you stand unless up to in them. Unless you're the warrior class. Yeah,
1: pretty much. I'll talk about Beaconsfield. Ooh, Beacon's this is a 2012 Field. telemovie.
0: What does that mean? You listen TV to it movie. over
1: the... T- oh, t- I thought telephone. Uh, you pick up your phone and somebody
0: narrates a movie to you. That's right. It's the movie <laughs> phone guy. Now they're going into the mine. <laughs> the oh, no. An explosion. Look out. <laughs> Press
1: 5. To continue. Yeah, to choose your own adventure. The incident was April 2006 in Beaconsfield, Tasmania. The mine was gold. And the cause was a small earthquake triggered an underground rockfall. I thought I might be a small Tasmanian devil. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) We don't know what caused the earthquake. That's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Larry Knight, Brant Webb, and Todd Russell were the three miners who remained unaccounted for after the accident. And by accounted for, we mean dead and alive. Well, Knight had been killed in the initial rockfall, but Webb and Russell were still alive, trapped in part of the vehicle in which they had been working at the time of the collapse, known as a teleloader okay. so a, or telehandler.
0: So a, a distance loader, I yeah. guess. Yeah, okay. All
1: right. They were in a basket at the end of the telehandler's arm where they had been applying steel mesh to barricade prior to backfilling a slope. Okay. The cage was partially filled with rock and the men were partially buried under some rubble. Webb seemed to have been knocked unconscious for a short time, and Russell's lower body was completely buried. When Webb awoke, the two were able to free themselves and each other from the fallen rock by cutting through their clothes and boots, which were stuck in the rock. The miners were able to survive by drinking groundwater seeping through the rock overhead, which they collected in their helmets. Hmm. So I watched this telemovie. Oh, okay. All right. Not really knowing what to expect. Mm -hmm. It was great. Oh, really? Nice. It was nicely paced. The acting was all there. The characters were well fleshed out. You got to see the, you know, the miners trapped in the mine, the people trying to rescue them, their families, you know, all the stuff that you would expect. They but it did, was just super well done. They did have funny accents, though. They I'm did sure, have right? <laughs> Tasmanian and Australian accents. Okay, that's right. true.
2: Oh, we were trapped in a mine.
1: <laughs> that was throw another the, shrimp yeah, on a Bobby. Draw that out for like an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, and that's the experience.
0: Beaconsfield. So I have been the victim of a few mining disasters while playing the video game Minecraft. Oh, Oh, all right. As you might guess, there's some mining in it, and uh, that can go wrong. I was at Fan Expo in Vancouver a short while ago, Mm -hmm. and
2: there were a lot of sort of tweens and teens wearing Minecraft-style
0: heads. Yeah, it's so, a fun way to cosplay. Minecraft is a it's a multi-platform indie video game uh, created by a Swedish programmer named Markus. His nickname is Notch uh, Persson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's set in a world made of different cubic blocks of material, most mm-hmm. of which are unaffected by gravity, though there are a few exceptions. Uh, and your character that you play has a big block head as well. And it's it's all very low, kind of low-res graphics, but it's beautiful 3D of these low-res graphics. And you can get texture packs to make it look better and things like that.
2: Yeah, like why has this... Caught on because it's not a terribly old game, so it doesn't have any reason to be so poorly pixelated and drawn. So what is it that's caught the zeitgeist, if you will? Like it's, why is it popular?
0: It's a combination of a bunch of things. Right. Uh, it is a really really well done game. It's okay. written in Java, meaning so that it can be. It was easily ported, and it's uh, available now on Windows, Mac, and Linux. And they've also created an Xbox 360 version and an Mm -hmm. iOS version, uh, which those two versions are a little bit different from the regular PC version. Right. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about what you do in the game first. Uh, There's survival mode and creative mode. Creative mode lets you just fly around and you do blocks. Survival mode is where the mining disasters can happen. You spawn in this world that's procedurally generated. There's trees and mountains and hills and some animals roaming around. And you start in the morning. And it's relatively safe. I mean, you can mm. fall down and stuff. But you start with nothing, and you have to start punching trees with your hand oh. to get wood. To And then the wood block of the tree becomes a little wood block that's smaller in the ground that if you walk over you pick it up and then you can use that to so, craft things so you
2: punch wood until it gets
0: hard well All till, right. i guess so. until it gets soft actually mm-hmm. okay uh then you pick it up and you make a mining pick so this mm-hmm. is a first person dealio thing it is a first person thing yeah and it's not really a shooter it's kind of it's a, a first person survival game <laughs> well you can't end up crafting a bow so there's, no. there's a, what it is is each of these blocks can be a material that you can use in all sorts of crafting okay. uh, things. So you can end up making train tracks, and you can make a mining cart. And if you push it, the mining cart will keep going, and you can hit a button to jump into it. And a lot of the things that you're going to need to do well are underground. So yes. you start digging underground, digging up stone— And when you're in the light and in the daytime, you're pretty safe. Right. But at night, monsters can spawn in dark areas. So that's where you start to get in real trouble because there are skeleton archers. There are zombies who just come walking at you fairly slow to kill you. And there's these other creatures called creepers, which are silent until they're right next to you, in which case they go and then explode in about three seconds, doing a ton of damage and destroying a lot of the blocks around you. And then setting off a coal dust reaction? (laughs) Ah. Well, it could be destroying, say, a block above you... That is the stone block that is stopping the lava blocks that oh, are above from falling down blocks. and filling up the entire cavern you're in with lava. So when so when the lava comes down, it's just a bunch of cubes? Kind of. It doesn't of, come down like fluid? Uh, it does. It looks like fluid. Like it, there are – it's cubes uh, when it's fully filling up a thing, but there are kind of flow cubes, which are uh, triangle-shaped, oh, okay. uh, like kind of half cubes, like cut in right. half, to show that it's quote-unquote flowing. Right. And it will start to just kind of follow a sort of physics pattern – and fill up and you will die if you can't dig oh, yourself to safety. Oh, what a mining disaster. <laughs> just I have like died. those two Chinese brothers. <laughs> <I have laughs> died, dig, to dig lava. <laughs> I've died to lava way too many times in that yeah. game. So as to why it's so popular, right? it's a combination of it just being a really refreshingly open world where you can do whatever you want. You show up and you can dig. Some people End up just doing creative stuff in the survival mode, like creating castles and complicated like drawbridges where you can flip a switch and it pops down, you walk over and you hit it, and then you're safe from all the monsters. But uh, really, really excellent, fun game. Everybody should check it out. There's a demo on almost every single operating system. All right, good times. I want to talk about the Chasnala
1: mine disaster.
0: Is this pop culture?
1: Yes. All right. Mm. This is 27th December 1975 in Danbad, India. The type of mine is coal. Cause was explosion, most likely from sparks from equipment igniting a pocket of flammable methane gas. Okay. A blast in the joint horizon of Pits 1 and 2 in the deep mines of Chasnala Colliery damaged the barrier separating the mine from the water reservoir lying above the pit. Okay. Millions of gallons of water from the reservoir rushed into the pits at a rate of 7 million gallons per minute. Oof. Those miners who weren't killed in the blast found themselves trapped under debris or drowned as the water quickly filled the mine. That'll happen to you. Pumps were brought in from Poland, Russia, and the U.S. to drain out water from the inundated mine. The first dead body came out of the mine on the 26th day after the accident. Wow. Many bodies were rendered beyond recognition, and many of them were identified with the headlamp allotted to them for entering the mine.
2: I tell you, to survive that, that would have been the doggy paddle marathon of the century, for
1: sure. Well, there were no survivors. Yeah, it doesn't sound like there would be, what, with the whole thing filling up the top with water for 26 days. The local workers' union claimed a total death toll of almost 700 people, though the government's official death toll was 372. But the calories' mm-hmm. records were poorly kept, and many bodies were never recovered, so there's no way to knowing how many miners actually perished. So the reason it's in pop culture mm-hmm. is because it inspired the 1979 Bollywood film Kala Kalapatahar. Okay. Which means black stone. Oh. But Bollywood, it, was there singing and dancing? There was singing and dancing, my
0: <laughs>
2: friend. I watched
1: the trailer. I couldn't find the whole movie, but I watched the trailer. The Singing and
2: dancing? Singing
0: and dancing and no survivors. Uh, for a mining disaster <laughs> yeah. movie.
1: Yeah. We'll put the trailer on com because it's on YouTube. It feels you like that
2: it. would leech all the drama out of the story. All the human drama and the pathos. From
1: watching the trailer, you get a sense that the... Actual disaster doesn't take up. It's not like Beaconsfield, where most, Mm -hmm. where like three quarters of the movie is miners trapped underground. Right. Right, Okay. So I'm not sure. Not even seen the movie. How much is the actual disaster? But it definitely is in there. It's part of it.
0: Well, there's a great motorcycle singing scene. Yep.
1: (laughs) Well, clearly the motorcycle is mounted to the back of a a
0: car. Yes.
1: Oh yeah,
2: because. You can always tell when a motorcycle is being towed because... It doesn't move. <laughs> a, it doesn't move, and B, you can by the perspective, you can see that it's like three feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah, there's a lot of singing going on considering this is about 372 yeah, there's, people there's, dying underground.
1: There's a big song and dance number in the whole Bollywood yards. Oh, and a fight, too! Oh, yeah, fight scenes. It's got everything. I want to watch this movie. If any of our listeners have, wa- have seen this movie or want to see this movie and report back, I would love to hear more about it.
3: It's such a weird feeling to know you're alive It's such an
1: awful feeling you're dying inside And when you wake up, startle to say I hope I don't go crazy today It's such a bad
3: feeling, an ominous feeling A feeling you
1: know that we'll be back when the week is new And we'll have more gross facts for you, and you'll have
3: things you want to hear about. We will too. Caustic
0: Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while having his penis stolen by a Ugandan merchant. To comment on episodes, make donations, and for links, images, videos, and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at caustic podcast, and email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. Thanks for listening.
1: I'm Toran Atkinson. It's mining disasters today on Caustic Soda. Ooh, you're putting the name of the episode in it. Sure,
0: why not mix it up? Although I don't think you should say today.
1: I know you it's hate a, it when I say tonight a, and tonight, it's, but, it's a, but I love saying tonight. Okay, I wish I always said tonight. <laughs> Because then it forces them to listen at night. <laughs> I don't think it does.
0: <laughs> and that's
1: what makes it funny.
0: Today. Tonight. Right now. It's happening. On your audio device.
1: There's a Welsh pronunciation app. Yeah. That's what you need. Uh, what? It's staying too long sounds
3: already. Sounds of whales. Sounds
1: of whales. These are the underwater sounds of whales. ugh.